This is the Latter-day Strength Podcast, and I am your host, Steve Baer. In this podcast, we help each other turn our weak faith into strength, the kind of strength that allows us to behold miracles, manifestations, and the kinds of blessings that Moroni admonished us to seek after as we, sorry, as his Latter-day audience. In the last episode, we spoke about the first principles of the first principle of the gospel. So that's just a fancy way of talking about faith. (laughs) Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is the first principle of the gospel. But as we see from Alma 32, there are two conditional principles that allow us to create faith, which are one, being meek and lowly in heart, or in other parts of the Book of Mormon, it's referred to as having a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And two, to have a desire to believe. So today's episode is entitled, What Desirest Thou? We are going to cover some important concepts today about the things that we actually want. Now, I've spent the last 13 episodes talking about great and marvelous things, the ones that Moroni admonishes us to seek after. And if you are brand new to the podcast, I encourage you to go back to the beginning so you can hear me talk and get this refresher on those great and marvelous things. Now, I feel like this cheerleader who's like, you can behold miracles, you can part the veil, or in a quiet, more reverent tone, you can have personal experiences with the Lord himself in the flesh. And I present these possibilities to you as if that's what you want. The reality, though, of life is that sometimes we don't actually want what we say we want. (laughs) For example, How many people have you met with who want wealth? Now, I don't think wanting wealth is a bad thing, by the way. And Jacob 2.18 supports that belief with some conditions. I just know that you've probably met someone who just sort of believes that wealth will kind of show up and appear out of nowhere for them. Or people who jump into things to to try to get rich quick. These people desire a destination point. Let's, let's define that for them. Let's just say that they want to have $1 million of net worth. In other words, you add up all their assets, you subtract all their debts, and they still have $1 million in net worth. Now, some people will say that they want that destination point, but others may be very reticent or reluctant to go on the journey to that destination. So said simply, if you're at point A and you want to get to point Z, but you're not willing to go on the journey from A to B and then B to C and so on, you'll never get to point Z. Or they say, I'm willing to go from point A to point F, but no further. That's all they could possibly do. So do you see the difference between wanting a million dollars of net worth versus wanting to go on the journey to having a million dollars in net worth? There's a big difference. It's the difference between someone who invests in lottery tickets versus the person who invests in the learning experiences that will allow them to discern how and when to invest in assets and opportunities that create wealth. Now, here's another example. Let's say someone wants to be back to their ideal body weight. Let's say they're 80 pounds overweight. It's very easy to say, I want to be at my ideal body weight again. They want the outcome, but many people struggle because they don't want the process to get to the outcome. They want the destination, but they don't want the journey. So I painted a a goal for the listeners of this podcast that you can have some clarity about. I've said, hey, 
the scriptures invite us to take our weak faith and invite the Lord to turn it into strength. He's inviting us to behold great and marvelous things and have the kind of faith of the people in the Book of Mormon and have those moments where we might even behold the Lord in this life. Doesn't that sound amazing, right? It's easy to say, oh yes, I want that destination. I want to experience that someday. And that's a different proposition than saying, Lord, I want those miracles ASAP. And I'm willing to do whatever is asked of me to experience those things. Or, Lord, I'm willing to go on a journey with you to behold great and marvelous things. So it's the journey versus the destination. So with that lengthy preface, let's highlight two individuals who both wanted the destination, or maybe thought they wanted the destination, but one of them was willing to go on the journey. Let's highlight Laman and Nephi. These two were both on a journey with their family, a journey to the promised land. They both wanted the destination. And yeah, initially, Laman went reluctantly. He spoke often about returning back to Jerusalem. But after a while, once he was far enough into the journey, where going back to Jerusalem was no longer practical, I think it's safe to say he wanted to get to the destination. He wanted to get to Bountiful, and then he wanted to cross the ocean in the boat and get to the promised land. If he didn't want the destination, he could have left or stayed in Bountiful. Uh, something in his soul said, go with your family. I did an in-depth study of First Nephi recently and noticed a few things about Lehi and Nephi versus Laman and Lemuel. Let me say that I don't think it's any accident that the Book of Mormon leads off with a message about marvelous manifestations, with which both Lehi and Nephi received. Chapter 1 speaks of Lehi's experience with a pillar of fire and then his own vision of God sitting on his throne. Chapter 2 speaks of Nephi, who describes himself thus in verse 16, I, Nephi, being exceedingly young, nevertheless being large in stature, and also having great desires to know the mysteries of God. Wherefore, I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me, and did soften my heart, that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. Wherefore, Nephi didn't rebel against Lehi like his brothers did. Now, Nephi desired to know the mysteries of God, and the Lord visited him. This is the second chapter of the book, and we gloss over those two chapters, not realizing that the record is telling us about two people who had manifestations from God, who saw marvelous things and were invited to go on a journey with the Lord. Now, here's the irony of this series of events. Because of the scripture mastery verse culture that developed among people my age, we view verses in isolation. And if you know 25 scripture mastery verses in the Book of Mormon, you feel like you're pretty well-versed, as they would say, in the scriptures. Well, what's the first scripture mastery verse in the Book of Mormon? It's 1 Nephi 3.7. I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. Wherefore, I know the Lord giveth no commandment unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them to fulfill that which he hath commanded them. Now, do you realize the significance of this verse in chapter 3? Nephi is making this declaration after having a great and marvelous encounter with the Lord in chapter 2. After. 
Of course he's willing to go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded him, because he wanted to know the mysteries of God. The Lord rewarded his desire with a manifestation, and then when Lehi announces to the family in chapter 3 that he received a dream commanding them to depart Jerusalem, Nephi, of course, says, I'll go and do. Now, in the meantime, Laman and Lemuel are reluctant and disbelieving. Nephi even refers to them as being no different from the Jerusalemites who, one, knew not the dealings of God, two, did not believe in prophecies, and three, were bloodthirsty and murderous in their hearts. So what were the desires of Laman and Lemuel? They wanted to stay in Jerusalem. They believed those people were righteous. They thought their father was foolish. They didn't want their brother to rule over them. They wanted to be the rulers of their people. I invite you to study the different desires of Lehi and Nephi in the first chapters of First Nephi and compare that to the desires of Laman and Lemuel. But here's the one verse that I think sums them up completely compared to Nephi. It's found in First Nephi 15 verses 7 through 9. And they said, Behold, we cannot understand the words which our father hath spoken concerning the natural branches of the olive tree and also concerning the Gentiles. And I said unto them, this is Nephi speaking, have ye inquired of the Lord? And they said unto me, we have not, for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. So verse 9, we have not inquired of the Lord, for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. They did not desire to know the mysteries of God. They did not desire to have the Lord commune with them. And though they had already had an angelic manifestation earlier in the book, when they went to get the brass plates from Laban, they were still hard of heart. So let's return back to the overall framework that we've set up in the, in the first uh, episodes of this podcast. Number one, lowliness of heart. Two, desire to know the Lord. Three, faith in Jesus Christ. Four, hope for great and marvelous things. Five, love for Christ. Six, love for fellow man. Seven, willingness to lay hold upon every good thing. And number eight, willingness to go and do. Laman and Lemuel fail at all eight of those things. Contrast that to Nephi, and we will conclude on this topic. In 1 Nephi 11, where the Spirit of the Lord manifests himself unto Nephi and asks this crucial question, verse 2 of chapter 11 is absolutely essential. The angel says, What desirest thou? And what was Nephi's answer? I desire to behold the things which my father saw. So the Spirit asks Nephi, do you believe that thy father saw the tree, or Christ, of which he hath spoken? Nephi reiterates his faith, I believe all the words of my father. And then the Lord rewards his hope for great and marvelous things, and his vision, which is, is recounted in chapter 11, begins. So if we return to the framework and ask ourselves, did Nephi have all of these qualities? Yes, he absolutely did. One, lowliness of heart. Yes. Two, desire to behold. Yes. Faith in Christ. Yes. Hope for great and marvelous things. Yes. Love for Christ. Yes. Because he got to the tree and he wanted to stay. 
love for fellow man, yes, which is manifested by his concern to help people get to the tree. Laying seven, laying hold upon every good thing, yes, and eight, a willingness to go and do, yes. So he came away from his vision with more humility, more desire to behold, more faith, more hope, more love for Christ, more love for his fellow man, and more willingness to go and do. The difference between Laman and Lemuel versus Nephi started with the same tiny seed that Alma admonished the Zoramites to have, just a desire to believe. And let this desire work within you. Laman and Lemuel didn't have it. Nephi did. That's the power of desire. Experiment on these words. Have just a desire to believe in Christ and the great and marvelous things he has done for others and which he promises you. Let this desire work within you until you experience the miracles that you crave. Of this I testify in my weakness. Amen. They humble themselves before me and have faith in me. Then will I make weak things become strong?